<laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Science Redefined with Bex and Annie. Um, how are you, everybody that's listening? I hope you're having a fabulous, today's a Thursday, so I hope you're having a fabulous Thursday. Um, I want to get on a plane and sit on somewhere hot. That's how I feel today on this Thursday. TNT has hit me bad. Yeah, I'm vibing with that. I'm, yeah. with that. Mm. I'm always like, oh, you know, I don't mind the gray weather and then I'm like wait yes I do yeah yeah I don't say then and you're like oh wait I have what I was kidding myself I know and then I'm thinking right it's like we've got like two hours and it's gonna be flipping dark again I'm like oh man like I just need like a little sunroom in my house like oh I just need that is it ultra light what's that thing uv light or whatever like I need them on me I feel that's what I feel I need <laughs> anyway Let's just stop talking about the weather that we are not going to have for a few months. And let's talk about something that has come up in topical conversations over this week, um, especially with my clients. We're talking about your relationship with food. Um, things that you maybe associate as typically good and bad foods. Um, the words that you call yourself if you have eaten something that you deem as not healthy, not aligned with your goals, um, terminology that you use around yourself and showing yourself a, a bit more compassion than some things I heard this week. Um, and just, I feel that like, we have this, like this relationship with food that we still see foods as sometimes as good and bad. And we put them into categories and, you know, and it's because we've always, I think from a young age, we're like, what am I 43 now? So early early on like it was always like this food is good this food is bad like carbs are bad like chocolate's bad like apples are good so it's always been there and I think that a lot of women feel like okay we know we're not meant to say these words around food especially now they know there's a lot more awareness about not demonizing foods and labeling foods but even though that sounds really simple to do when the shit hits the fan and life gets busy and maybe you do have a weekend of poor eating choices you automatically trash talk yourself and then also feel like that's it. You're you're never going to get to where you want to be. Like it because you feel all these foods that you shouldn't be eating, you've consumed, and it leaves you feeling in a really bad place. And like I think that we also know we shouldn't be doing this. We should be saying these things. We should be like reflecting on it a little bit more and be able to pull ourselves out of it. But I don't know how simple that is for women sometimes. I feel like it sounds simple, but it isn't simple when it's years and years of not really understanding and, and I still feel being quite bombarded with what is good and what is bad what should we be eating what shouldn't we be eating you know that's all still in in our our I guess what is it our space like Instagram all over social media all over the news all over flipping TV you know you've got celebrities saying that you should be doing this you shouldn't be eating this you, you know this is going to spike this or whatever or these carbs are I was listening to something this week about and they were like just downright saying that carbs sugar from carbs are bad are we still living in this age where we call like sugars from carbohydrates? They're, they're bad. Those are really bad. They're, you know, you, you shouldn't be eating those. And I'm like, so it's still going on. And yeah, so that's what we kind of want to talk about this, this session. Um, session is a bit therapy session. <laughs> this podcast, um, to see if we can help you unpick it a little bit more and give you some insight into, I guess, maybe how, why you're thinking this way. Um, and how we can kind of like help you move through that a little bit with a bit of help from two coaches that deal with it a lot with the women that they work with mm. yeah 
And I think, you know, this is the thing, this is, these are the tools that we teach our clients, right? Um, so it's understand these are tools that have never been taught. Like we've never been taught to challenge our own self-talk. We've never been taught reframing. We've never been taught thought catching or these little ways that you can start to, I think, recognize the beliefs and the behaviors around your eating and then start to change and challenge them and like believe new things um and we've never been taught that because we've always been taught it's about rules and restriction it's about i don't know you know being as thin as possible by any means possible it's always been about the food never about our relationship with it never about how we see it never about our mindset never about our behaviors and what's driving those which right. actually at the end of the day that's that is and I, like I said what so I don't think I even looked into this side of like food and my relationship with it probably in the last five years like it's not it's not something I ever did and I and again it was really new to me for like right how do I shift this and it took time um which like everything always does but again it's it's kind of like yeah I was never ever ever taught that foods are not in these categories and everything I ate was either it was either I felt it was either good like for example Friday nights for us were I, I didn't want to cook I had enough of cooking so it was like a chippy tea then Saturday um before the kids were around especially like Alex was playing rugby so it was like oh we're gonna have a takeout tonight because again it's the weekend that's kind of how I want the weekend to go and but again, I always thought, oh my gosh, those are two really bad things to have eaten this weekend. Like, you know, I shouldn't have done that, especially because nine times out of 10, I was on a diet. Um, and I, and I, I, would, I wouldn't know how to change that narrative of what I felt about those foods. I just thought, well, that's what I meant to feel about them. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's the same with a lot of things, you know, having been to therapy and all that stuff is you actually realize a lot of these things are just thoughts and stories in your own head, that they're not true. And actually you you start viewing them from like a third person view, right? Because you always internalize them and thought they were part, they were you. That was your identity. That's just who you are. And actually you realize these are just thoughts and beliefs that you can change and that have come from somewhere. Like a lot of the time they have, they stem from something. That was what you said there. It's like these thoughts have stemmed from somewhere. So where have they come from? It was my childhood. It was from a young age. It was from, yeah, like, oh, we're gonna have a treat this weekend. We're gonna have a takeout. So instinctively, I was like, well, a takeout must be something very different to what we do every other day of the week. And, you know, and then it was like, as it got older, oh yeah, but a treat is like, you know, you're having a cheat on the weekend now. So that word changed to that. And again, it was always associated with chocolates, biscuits, cakes. Um, and I, you know, I, I was I was I was podgier when I was a teenager. I did eat a lot of biscuits and cake and then that was made to make me feel really bad like I was greedy because I wanted to eat these foods and I enjoyed them and I and I was in a bigger body and you know so all of those things then just chip away at you and then you have that association that well I'm a bit greedy if I eat all of this stuff and then you can't stop eating all that stuff because you actually really like it and it's yeah it's a vicious circle so yeah, yeah it's, it's all the comments you've ever received about your body and your weight it's all the the ways you've watched your own parents diet and control what they eat and control their weight and strive for that above everything else it's you know it's the way you've been almost taught to 
that it's the most interesting thing about you is what you eat <laughs> yeah what you eat and your weight and being on a diet has been the topic of conversation in like most of your friendship conversations and it's just all gets normalized and actually it's not no you know. and you're left like 20 years later with some major hang-ups around everything um and feeling like if you again so I guess it comes from like the first part of this thing is going to be our limiting beliefs around what we hold to be true I guess isn't it um and yeah yeah coming from that angle so I think that would be one of the first things something I said to one of my clients this week was like okay well I want to know where these thoughts come from because she was having a, 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 a you know she was she'd had a tough weekend and she'd eaten certain types of food and she was like oh my gosh it's so bad and she was calling herself all kinds of names and she was like I'm never going to get where I want to be if I have like two weekends where I'm good and then the rest of the 11 weeks I've been crap and I'm just eating all this stuff and I know and the thing is she goes I know I shouldn't be doing it I know I need to stop but I can't stop and I'm like, that's like so many other people. Like, again, you're not on your own. Like, this is 90% of women on a weekend, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. You know, I have this conversation a lot of the time. Um, and it's it's this sense of, you know, your goals or fat loss or whatever having to stem from you being perfect or eating certain foods or this messaging that we get from social media even now about mm -hmm. this is the right way to do it and this is the wrong way to do it and yeah. so you operate based on shoulds and shouldn'ts and rules and restrictions and plans it's not coming from a perspective of you actually have autonomy and confidence to make choices that support your goals in a way that feels good for you and it's learning how to do that but yeah I, I guess we're talking if you understand the concept right you yeah. understand that fat loss is about creating a calorie deficit consistently over time. You understand that there, there are no good or bad foods, right? So long as you're in a deficit, you will lose body fat. And obviously then we add the, the layers of there's more to it than calories because there's making sure that you're satiated. So there's protein and fiber and all of those things. There's your health to think about. And mm -hmm. so what you eat also you know needs to be congruent with, with that but you understand that demonizing foods leads to guilt and shame and you either think screw it and you binge or you restrict in response and you say oh, I'm going to get back on it on Monday because I'm so useless and you start the whole cycle again because you make yourself feel deprived and hungry which means you eventually overeat again or you want to push back against the rules and you break the rules and then so you go back around in that cycle again because then you're like oh my god I screwed up again now I need to restrict now I need to keep these things out of the house yeah and then you deprive yourself and you feel hungry and then you go round and round and round so if you're still going off track at the weekends but you kind of understand this concept you know it's about deficit you feel like you messed up or you eat something that doesn't align with your goals and you feel like you cannot stop and insert a pause there then yeah. there's three main reasons that we see with clients for this and one of those is that you're still holding on to limiting beliefs yeah. either from your childhood around food around dieting so I don't know that you have to be perfect that you ruin something by eating certain foods or by overeating that you can't be trusted around certain foods yeah. or, or your labels actually might be different than 
good or bad. It might be healthy. Healthy is still a food label. Yeah. And so there might be other ways that you're introducing this hierarchy around food and you're still placing certain foods on a pedestal, which makes you feel like a failure when you eat foods that are not those foods, right? Or your limiting beliefs are more about yourself and your own worth and abilities. For example, you have a limiting belief that you always fail, that you'll never lose the weight, that you'll never feel normal around food, that you don't deserve to nourish yourself because maybe your self-worth or your confidence is really low. You don't deserve to achieve your goals. And so you punish yourself by overeating or self-sabotaging and then thinking, screw it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that it's not just oh, I don't see foods as good or bad anymore. Like I get that concept, go deeper. Yeah, and this is it. This is the bit where it's challenging. Um, But when you start unpicking that, then you can kind of like start to, I sometimes think like have a little bit of, it kind of brings it all to the surface, doesn't it? And then when you kind of like put it on black and white and you see it on paper and you're like, okay, maybe now I can start to move from this because actually, you, you can see which lists of foods you put on, on that pedestal. These ones are good. These ones are bad. And then it's like, well, no wonder I'm always beating myself up because maybe on the weekend, the majority of my diet is the ones that I see that are lower end on that scale. So it is worth doing this stuff to see it. And then I think it just raises awareness for, for you. And like, I think you can like come from it, but you have to raise the awareness in the first place if it is a constant thing that is going on and on and on all the time. Yeah. I and thought about it today, actually. So I had a salad bowl today from, because I'm working up at the, my old university, you can get like an alumni card. So I work from the library up there and there was, um, there's a new leaf. It's called new leaf. It's like a salad bar, but it's literally insane. And I used to live there. Like I, I, I used to get a lunch every single day from there, but that was when it was like, I should eat a salad for lunch. It was like, this is healthy. And this is how I'm going to control my weight and, and be as like slim as possible and not eat so much because it's a salad. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I'm like, I want, I was literally sat eating the salad and I was like, I made a choice to eat the salad that came from a place of this is actually what I want right now. Like this is actually what I want to eat. Not, oh, diet culture has told me to eat it or because I think I should be eating it you know, all of these things, this, this pedestal, this thing that I placed that salad on. And now I'm like, I just bloody love this salad and what's in it. Yeah. And it's nourishing my body and it freaking tastes great because perhaps I've actually got some stuff on there that I didn't allow myself to have on it before. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's nice. That's, and again, that's kind of where we want all our clients to be. And like, again, like that could have been a chicken goujon with some salad and it wouldn't, have, do you know what I mean? Like, again, I think like, before I'd have been like oh my gosh chicken goujon I can't eat that I'm dieting whereas mm. now it's like well actually I could have that with a salad and it's not that bad a meal to be honest with you <laughs> like you know, and I think this again it's like you said because to me before a chicken goujon would have been low on the list of mm, can't have that but a salad is high on that list but like you said it's like now we choose foods again from what I, I freaking like I'm like you I love a salad and I'm like I can have salads in the winter because I just enjoy them and I and it's not just boring salads like I have dressing on them I have like you know a little bit of ouzo salad like different things in a salad you know but again from a place of choice not a place of this is what I should be eating because I'm trying to lose weight or whatever it is 
So first mm -hmm. of all, I think, yeah, let's let's look at, like we were talking about, where does that belief come from? And list your foods on a, on a scale of like where you feel they place in your life and start to kind of like get curious with it. We say get curious a lot, don't we? Um, yeah, like, like think about what those foods are that you might still hold some restrictions around or some rules around. You know, when you do go off track at the weekend or you do feel guilty or you do end up in this self-sabotage realm, what foods led to that and what thoughts were going on at the time? What beliefs were you, what stories were you telling yourself around those foods? So we can start to tease them out and work through them because it is these that are keeping you in that loop. And yeah. even thinking about it in terms of like, how is viewing food in this way, be it like the dichotomies that we have, like good or bad, healthy, unhealthy, um, you know, ugh, whatever it is. Um, how is viewing food in this way, in that old diet culture way, serving me? And maybe what do you stand to lose if you let, if, or what do you think you stand to lose if you let go of that belief? Because perhaps you think that, you know, if you do include these foods and you stop placing them on this hierarchy that people will think you're gluttonous. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you feel like if you let go of these rules and this way of viewing food, that you'll lose control. Um, perhaps you feel like you'll just eat anything and everything in sight if you actually stop hierarchy, like keeping these foods in a hierarchy and, and you lose the rules around them. Um, and that's just something to kind of reflect on. Um, right. but it's not, if it's, it's not serving you, if it's leading you to the yo-yo, it's not serving you if you feel guilty. It's not serving you if you overeat on the weekends because of it and you're not achieving your goals because you're self-sabotaging. So it's time to like actually identify them and let them go. Mm. So think like, what beliefs do I have? What stories am I telling myself when this next, like when this next comes up, what, what's going through your head? Yeah. what can I actually replace this belief with and what do I actually gain if I let this go yeah definitely and or like you said like I, what can you gain like identifying those kind of like desires of what you want your life to look like and how you would like to include all foods and have no like attachment to any of them and just think how freeing that would be for your headspace um and just your ability to diet in such a different way to what you've ever dieted before because again it's coming from a place that isn't masked with black and white thinking all or nothing good and bad rules and you know this you should be doing this you shouldn't be doing that and how much nicer an experience it would be if you could learn to unpick all of this and have like a neutral view on all foods and know that the reason you choose these foods are because you either want to eat them because you you fancy I don't know a big bar of chocolate but you're okay with that and it doesn't have to mean anything more than you just wanted some chocolate and then the next meal you're like well I'm just gonna have a salad now because I really fancy a salad not because you're trading one thing off for the next thing um but yeah and it gives you like you feel empowered by when you get to do all of this stuff like your choices are coming from that place of I'm choosing to do this rather than I have to do this. So I'm doing it because I hate myself now because I'm yeah. a flat or I'm this and I'm that. And, and, you know, that then just leads you to, I feel sometimes choosing for a choice is because you're labeling yourself with those things. Then you're like, well, I deserve to eat like this, these foods now, because, you know, well, I'm a knobhead and I've done it. So I'm going to keep doing it. Um, yeah. And I'm not even looking at either, like kind of, I guess, 
like that. Like, so sometimes I'm like, would you say all this stuff to your mate? Like, you wouldn't. I wouldn't call you a twat or a knobhead or a dickhead if you came to me and said, oh, Bex, I ate all of this this weekend. I'd be like, okay, well, shall we just move on from that then? Like, why is this such a big deal? Yeah, and that's one of the reasons you struggle with this as well is because actually yeah. you're, not very com- you're, you're not very self-compassionate. And that's one of the things you can start working on to get yourself out of this cycle. And perhaps, okay, you have, you go out for brunch for breakfast and you don't choose the thing that is most aligned with your goals by then. And what would usually happen is you beat yourself up. You think, oh my God, done it again. You insert cuss word, a horrible word that you call yourself or whatever. And then you think, sod it, screw it. I'm just going to eat. Like, I'm just going to go all out the rest of the day. You cannot insert that reflection of, okay, like I did that, that's fine. Like I made a choice in that moment. I went with that, that's cool. How can I support myself for the rest of the day in line with my goals, in line with what's important to me? Because when you're you're kind to yourself, when you do it, when you accept that you're a human being and you are gonna make choices outside of those things, you're not gonna always be perfect. You're gonna have slip ups. Things are gonna come up in life that are difficult when you accept that and when you are actually able to offer yourself a supportive and compassionate inner inner voice then you can move on from that so much quicker yeah and a lot of you struggle with the self-sabotage on the weekend or that completely going off track and binging or whatever because of the the critic and because of that inner self-talk and the way you beat yourself up and you just let it continue and continue and continue because you're literally being fueled by shame at that point. Yeah. And then the shame leads to guilt and the guilt leads to, I'm going to eat these quote unquote bad foods because like you need, you feel like you need to punish yourself. And it's like, it's a, it's that, like you said, it's, it's that form of a little bit, there is that self-sabotage, but again, it all links in together, which is why you kind of like got to do a lot of work to be able to make it all flow around in a nice way. Um, but I think as well, like it's just it is about these mindset shifts without that sounding too, oh, I don't know, hippie. But it is about changing your mind space and using different ways to view food and yourself. And I think one of the biggest things you can do is like we said at the beginning is reflect on, OK, I, I start with the hierarchy of food list. I think I do that. And then in the heat of the moment when it's happening, like reflect on it afterwards and, and again, like with compassion and being nice to yourself and then seeing okay well what was going on for me at that time as well because I think that is such a huge thing like what was actually happening when this happened so I was unpicking something with my client this week she's like oh I've got this going on and she's like studying for it she's got like a master's she's got a master's coming up she's got work she went to the food shop she did it when she was um hungry all of this stuff led to how her weekend went so it was just like a catapult of different things that again in her eyes like it's really 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 bad but in line time like well okay so you went shopping you were hungry so let's look at this logically um next time stop and eat your sandwich it buy a meal deal but eat it before you do your food shop do you know what i mean because that would have been the first pause in that in that weekend of being a different version of where it went to yeah Um, like rather than beating yourself up about it think how can i learn from this and yeah what can i implement next time that's going to better support me especially on the weekends because the weekends is usually where structure goes out the window. It's usually when we're out for meals, um, we're tired, we've had a long week at work. Um, and it's like we we are also seeking other things from food in that in that respect. So how can you support yourself 
by not putting yourself in a situation where you're absolutely ravenous and then in an, an abundance of food because you're in a very triggering food environment okay that's fine that that happened so next time I'm just gonna remember maybe I don't do my food shop when I'm like Hank Marvin I've done it myself I literally said I've stood in the shop and I've eaten a sandwich before I've gone around shopping because I was that hungry and I knew it was going to be I'm just gonna put everything in my trolley that I don't really is supporting anything of my goals where I wanted to be right now and and I was like, I, I ate my sandwich yet, and I didn't care. I paid for it afterwards in the empty packet. <laughs> but my food shop went in such a different direction. But you wouldn't even think to do that unless someone said to you, you can do that, you know? So sometimes it just needs someone to go, do that next time. Like, that, that's how you would solve that little problem. But what it was good about was it helps me unpick with her now where her issues are with her relationship with food. Yeah. So this is kind of like the start of, I guess, this podcast and we've given you some good tips to kind of like run off with and get going with trying to work on bettering your relationship with food and yeah no doubt we will do this again at some point um because this is a hot topic of conversation and yeah but thank you for always watching well watching listening and supporting us and if you can like review and rate the podcast we very much appreciate it um yeah so go and enjoy reflecting on those questions we've asked you to do and get that hierarchy of your food list going and get back to us with any questions you have like find us on instagram and drop us a message and yeah we'd love to hear how it's all going and what it brought up for you so yeah we're gonna go